podcast where we bring together coaches, athletes, former athletes, leaders, and influencers. Everyone has a story, and my hope is that when you listen to their stories, you will be inspired and live your life to tell your story one day. Today's guest is Isaac Lockley. Coach Lockley is an assistant coach at IUPUI. We talked to him today about staying connected to players, networking always, and staying in touch. And when the pressure is on, that's when you're at your best. I hope you enjoy this podcast and we look to get better every day. Welcome to the podcast, Coach. Thanks for having me, Michael. I really appreciate it. No, Coach, I really uh, value the perspective of every guest we have, and you're no different. And so uh, when I ask you to be on, man, I, I just – and congratulations on your uh, promotion from uh, an ops guy to an assistant now. Uh, that just happened back here in July, July 24th, I believe it was, somewhere around there. And so I just yep. want to say congratulations to you as well. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's been really good, and, and I'm really fortunate. You know, Coach Carter gave me an opportunity, and I'm excited. So good deal. I appreciate that. So, Coach, let's go ahead and start it off. How were you introduced to the game? So um, I, I was a baseball guy growing up. I played baseball, and then um, one summer, my brother, um, probably fourth or fifth grade, my brother, um, he didn't want to go to basketball camp, so I filled a spot. And then next thing you know, just – I just loved it, and and uh, so my dad took me there, and, and I just loved it, and the rest is kind of history. Wow. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I, I started a little bit later than most people, um, but it all, it all worked out. I'll say. Uh, you know, sometimes the guys who are later on, uh, I guess you say, gravitate to the game a little late, actually don't have to put up with a lot of things that younger players do in a sense that, if they were good at a young age, they were praised too soon and just failed to learn. They just knew what they knew and thought they were the greatest thing since sliced bread. So I, right, and I, you know, I think that I think that trend is is really going up nowadays, which is kind of sad. Yeah, it is. It is. Nobody's nobody's teaching kids how to to learn uh, the game. They're teaching them. Uh, all, and we can get into player development because I know that's kind of that was your it's your forte as well. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, it's pretty sad. And I feel like, you know, lucky you, uh, and, and you say, well, I mean, I wish I would have started younger for my own playing career. Uh, yeah, pro- maybe, but, uh, you know, it all, everything happens for a reason. So with that being, right. yeah. So with that being said, coach, what was your experience as a player? So, um, I went to Greensburg high school for two years, um, and enjoyed my experience there at the time. Um, and we'll get into this later, but at the time I thought I wanted to do something, um, with wildlife or in the science department. Um, so Greensburg did not offer that. So I transferred to a different school, um, that would give me that experience. So, you know, going into college, I want to be going in blind. Yeah. So transferred to North Decatur, was there for two years and, and very fortunate, you know, um, the whole school and community took me in, um, Coach Nobby there, he took me in, you know, made me part of the family right away, feel welcome. So I was really blessed with that. And and then I ended up having an amazing career there. Um, I, in two years, I think I, I broke pretty much every every scoring record I could. Wow. Uh, 
so um, I think I'm I was number one in points scored in a season career and you know as far as an average and, and all that I think I ended up top 10 um, all time in two years so we won two conference championships um, back-to-back first time in school history I think we still got the best record uh, regular season record that is in school history so we won a, won a lot of games in those two years and it was a great experience um, great coaches great teammates um, and then I went on to uh, I actually committed to Division Two um, St. Joseph's in Rensselaer, Indiana. That school is no longer open. Um, but then decided later on, before I went to school, um, another coach actually got a hold of me. Uh, his name was Brooks Miller, who's the head coach at Trine still. Um, he got a hold of me. He, he kind of sold me on the whole coaching stuff and how he was connected to coaches. And, and he sold me on the program. So I changed my mind and ended up going to Trine University. Wow. Um, and then I was there for one year. Um, and kind of had some family stuff going on. So then I decided to transfer closer to home. Um, and I went to Anderson University. Um, Coach Tom Slider recruited me there, and then he ended up leaving right before I got there. Um, and he went to North Park and then uh, played for a guy named Owen Handy, who was still at Anderson, great guy, um, and, and had a good career there. And, and um, it, was, it was good. Both Trine and Anderson, you know, were good experiences in college. And, and obviously at North Decatur, um, that, that was a great experience. So, um, yeah, it was, it, it was good. That's great, Coach. Uh, you know, sometimes movement is necessary for us, and sometimes it just happens. And uh, when it does, you have the ability to adjust to make the best of every situation possible. And it uh, sounds like you did that. sounds like you act, you got what you needed out of the experience. And uh, Yeah, that, that, it was that, good. Yeah, that's great, Coach. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. So – when it came to coaching, was it something that came natural? Like you thought it's a natural progression to go from playing to coaching, you want to stay in the game, or was there somebody in particular who influenced you to go into coaching? Yeah, so it was kind of funny. Like I said, so coming out of high school, you know, I wanted I wanted to do, you know, something with the science field. I wasn't for sure what. Um, and then, and then uh, one summer, I was a sophomore um, at Anderson University, going going to be a junior. And, uh, I needed a, I needed a summer job and I was tired of weed eating and, and doing all these, you know, painting fences and doing all these hard yeah. jobs. I'm like, man, this is tough. Yeah. So, and I, you know, I did it my whole life, just helping my dad around the house and stuff like that. So I was like, I want to try something new. Yeah. Well, um, you know, my mentor and someone I really look up to, he actually coached me in AAU. Um, he's a retired professional boxer named Craig Houck. He was, he did it. He was still doing his AAU teams. It's like, hey, can I help you out, you know, and, and make a little extra money just so I can, you know, um, do some. I don't want to do all that other stuff this summer. He's like, sure. So, and, and the whole time I had no no intentions of, of coaching. Yeah. And then next thing you know, I mean, I start helping him in AAU, and I just I just loved it. It was natural for me, and I, just, I was like, dang, I did not know I was like coaching this much. So <laughs> from there, you know, my whole career just kind of took off. So that following year um, – I uh, founded my own program, and uh, man, just just really build it up, work as hard as I could. Had two teams the same age group, and uh, kind of you know you know look, obviously I didn't know that it would all lead to where I am today. Yeah, but just you know my whole my whole focus back then was just helping these kids. I, I had nothing to do about me. I was just doing it for, you know pretty much for fun. I mean I never made money off AAU. I didn't 
you know, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't sponsored by, a, you know, Nike, Adidas or, or none of those teams, you know, none of those, I'm sorry, shoe companies. Yeah. So, I mean, I, usually every year I was negative, but I just did it. I just did it just to give back to the youth and, and the kids and just have fun with it. Um, yeah. right. And then one thing led to another, um, graduated, I, you know, and I still did my AAU team. And then uh, another mentor of mine, Andy Fagan, um, he actually doesn't coach anymore. He just got out of it a couple years ago. Um, but he gave me my first opportunity um, here in Indianapolis um, at Cathedral High School. Um, so a pretty pre- prestigious high school here. Um, actually, I coached Armand Franklin, who uh, yeah. is going to be a freshman at IU this year. He was on the JV team as a freshman. I coached him. Yeah, I was a head JV coach and uh, assistant varsity coach. Um, so those, I would say, you know, Craig and, and Coach Fagan, you know, they both, both, you know, big part of, you know, getting me into coaching, learned both, you know, learned a lot from both of them and both, uh, both still mentors to me to this day. That's great, you know, to be, to stay in connection with those guys, because, you know, when we're, you know, constantly looking to learn and have a growth mindset, uh, we can always lean on people because, uh, you know, you're, you're saying some really strong things, coach, as far as AAU, because the culture isn't to do AAU and not make money. (laughs) That's definitely not the culture. And I remember doing the same thing myself. Uh, it was for my brother and his friends doing an AU program and lost money. My wife, she can tell you, we lost money doing it. And uh, but I had the time of my life connected with young people and did it for them. Uh, you know, and then you talk about being, you know, being part of a high school program, uh, head JV coach. I was there as well. Those days are very uh, humble beginnings, I should say. And yet they were some of the most uh, memorable times because – uh, you found your voice there. You found what you could do in those moments. You realized kind of where you were headed with your uh, your prowess or your acumen because those things are important for us to have when working with the young people. We got to know what the heck we're doing. If we don't, no, if we, have, if we have no plan. They'll eat us alive. And uh, so, yeah, at, at that age, it's just a great, great uh, story there, Coach. Now, you yeah, know, my, my AAU day, you know, I go ahead. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. I say, yeah, my AAU days, I have a lot of, you know, a lot of good memories with it. And, and, um, man, just looking back how many players' lives I impacted. And it was just, it's a blessing. And, and, you know, I still talk to all my players to this day that I've, that I've ever had and, and want to be part of their lives. And, man, yeah, it's, it, it was, it was special. You know, I did it for five years. So, um, yeah, it was good. Yeah, coach. That's great. And so when I, when I see that you started a, a player development, uh, business, train to perform. What was your approach and maybe still is your approach to player development? Yeah. So, you know, I, I started that the year after I started my AAU program um, because I like the training side of it as well. Um, so I went ahead and started that um, and did that for, for years. Actually, I just gave it up. And um, a couple years ago, obviously when I got here at IEPY, um, but uh, yeah, my whole, my whole, my whole thing with player development is I just, um, I think what I try to focus on is just all game-like repetition because, I mean, I mean, everybody probably sees all those tweets and all the crazy drills and, and <laughs> yeah. all, you know, that everybody's doing with the trainers. But, I, I mean, I hardly use any cones. Um, at times I will, especially with younger kids. But, I mean, when, it, when I'm with the older kids, I, I hardly ever use a cone, maybe for a ball screen or come off a screen, something like that. But yeah. um, I, think, I think a lot of people struggle. Um, with the player development because 
Um, they don't they don't go you know full speed game speed, um, and so I just always wanted my stuff to translate to a game. That I mean that's the ultimate goal. Um, so I just I would always look at different player movements, um, watch games, watch film of the player that was training and with me and just try to put that, you know, emulate their game in the workout and, and moves they used and, and, uh, made just, you know, really was on them about going game speed because if you don't go game speed, you can't get better. Yeah. Um, and another, another thing that I tried to, um, really focus on, especially with my older guys was, uh, you know, in a game, you're tired, you know, so, you know, training, I'm trying, it, it, now it was these certain days where I would do this, but, you know, so I would try to really kill them and shooting drills. And then now, hey, look, we're, we're tired now, we're fatigued. You got to make shots when you're fatigued. Um, yeah. Because a lot of people, they honestly can't do that. No, so, you know, I, w- I would kind of stagger the days with, especially with my elite guys and just try to kill them, you know, with just tough shooting drills. And then, hey, let's even put up more shots when you're fatigued. And you got to make shots when you're fatigued because I think that's a skill. Because I mean, anybody can go out there and make shots when you're when you're not fatigued. So um, yeah. those are come, you know, kind of the, some of the things I focus on in player development. And the other thing I try to do is just always same thing as AAU. Just always try to be in, in my players' um, ear, even if it's on the court here and there, giving them life lessons, but especially talking to them, you know, after the workout, texting them let them know if they need anything, I got them and, and giving them some guidance. You know, everybody's different, but just trying my best to just positively impact their life. That's great, Coach. I like what you said about getting them tired <clears throat> because the general rule is if your legs are out, your shot's out, like no legs, no nothing. And, uh, you know, at least that's how I've seen it. Uh, and that's great that you, you know, I, I think I don't think enough guys take that approach uh, to really push players, like you said, kind of take out the cones, Use them in certain situations, but you know that—that's just my opinion. My opinion could be completely off, but that—that's kind of where I think of things. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I think another thing a lot of people um, overlook is when they're doing workouts, um, and, it, and it's hard. Um, but the finishing aspect—do them say whatever move they're doing, and then you go in and finish. Well, I mean, usually when you go in and finish in a workout you're not going 100% game speed, you might be 70%. So I think a lot of people sometimes struggle finishing in this game because in a workout, after they do the move, they think, okay, after I do the move, okay, I can just be casual and go in and do a finish. So I would always, you know, be on my guys and even the college guys. Now, even when I'm working out the guards this summer, Hey, we got to go game speed. Even after you do the move, whatever we're working on, let's go finish game speed. Let's work on these finishes. Yeah. Um, because I think finishing is something a lot of players struggle with at, at every level. Yeah, they do. You're, you're right. You're completely right with that one. So, Coach, uh, what was the transition like for you? Because you talked about, you know, being there at Cathedral High School, and then you went on to, you know, NAIA, St. Francis there in Indiana, and also Adrian College. What what was that transition like from, from those levels, Division three, the NAIA level, to be an assistant there? to adobo there at IUPUI? You know, every, every, um, school obviously is unique and has different, um, different situation and different experiences. But I would say, you know, um, obviously I learned, I've learned a lot of every place and, and they've all been good. Um, you know, going from cathedral to St. Francis, I was at St. Francis for a short stint in the summer. 
Um, you know, obviously I was just trying to do whatever I could to get my foot in the door coaching college. I was blessed, you know, yeah. coach lacrosse, Cummings and Henning, Henning gave me an opportunity there. Um, and then, you know, it just kind of worked out that, that same summer I got my opportunity there. Um, coach Lindsay at Adrian just got the job and, and he called me to be his head of assistant. So I'm like, wow. I can't turn that down. So yeah. being at St. Francis, I was there a short time, um, learned, learned a lot though. Um, but then really when I got to Adrian, you know, obviously at, at St. Francis, I was, I don't know, the third, fourth assistant, you know, Adrian, it was just me and the head coach. So yeah, everything was on me. And that's when I really started to learn a lot about just, you know, not obviously not the basketball part of it, but really just the checking. I mean, at, you know, division one is different, but at Adrian, you in division three, you can check out, you know, you can walk around the classes. You got to be hands on with the academics, making yeah. their class schedule checking in with study tables and, and just all the little things that go into coaching. Um, that's obviously not on the court. Um, so I really learned a lot there in, in my two years and we had great success. And I think we, we turned around the program. It's the best one year turnaround in the program history. Um, yeah. So we had, a, we had a lot of success there. And actually some of my AAU guys that I coached were able to go up there with me um, and, and be there my second year which was my last year. So that was pretty cool, just coaching them in AAU and then being able to coach them in college. That was, that was pretty pretty special. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so, you know, going from going from high school to college, learned a lot. And then, you know, obviously getting IUPUI at the Division One level, everything, everybody always asked me what the difference is. And I just think everything is more in-depth um, as far as, you know, at Adrian or St. Francis, you can just, call a kid and, and bring them to visit. You know, you do that here at IUPUI, the assistants, you know, you have to fill, you know, I, w- I was a director of basketball, so I had to fill out all the paperwork. So yeah. he comes on campus, you got to fill out the pre-visit, you got to do the post-visit. There's just, everything is more in-depth, and that's not just with recruiting. I think everything is just, you know, obviously there's more rules, compliance. So I think everything at the Division One level is just, I think, is deeper. You know, you got you to gotta do extra stuff um, as yeah. far as not not on the court. Um, but, uh, no, I think, I think, you know, every, every, every place is different, but I've, I've learned a lot of all of my places and it's been really good. That's great coach. Uh, I think, you know, I hear coaches say all the time about the, the differences in levels and I think one level will prepare you for the other. So it's almost like you can kind of stay in stride to an extent, but when you make a jump to division one, there's so much more that it, that's entailed and so much more detail, I should say, uh, to, to, you know, there's cross every T dot every I and, and that prepares you though. I think it's prepared you now to step into a role as an assistant this coming year that, uh, you know, that you worked for and you earned. So that's great. Now I would ask you this coach, what, what advice would you give to aspiring college coaches in regards to finding a start? I think everybody is, um, everybody's situation is obviously different of how they got into, you know, college coaching or their coaching tree. All that stuff is different. My advice is, and, and some people argue this, but this is just how it was for me. What I did, I mean, I coached AAU for five years. So when I had college coaches, um, um, always talking to me about players, you know, obviously I saved every coach's number, always, you know, always followed up with them three or four times a year. Hey, hope you know, first practice goes well, Merry Christmas, Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Hey, do you guys, what do you guys need? You know, even if it's not my guys, I'll be on the lookout. So I try to do that with everybody I build a relationship with over those five years. Um, so I would say just obviously networking and, and always be, you know, 
always be in touch, even if it's a short message as simple as Happy Thanksgiving or something like that. Just always be in touch. Um, and then I would say what some people argue about is I, I think being connected to players because that's just what was for me. I was I always know players and, and coaches. They some they still hit me to this day. Hey, do you know anybody? What's this? Who's that? Yeah. So for me, I was connected to a lot of players. I knew I know the state of Indiana like Indiana like the back of my hand. So um, and then obviously going up to Michigan, I know Michigan really well. And just recruiting over the years now, you know, obviously my network has grown, you know, to tons of different states. But I think just early on, it was I was really connected in Indiana, and that, and that really helped me. So I just I think if you can get connected to players and you do it the right way, I just think you're going to get into college coaching because bottom line is, I mean, everybody, every college coach, we're recruiting, everybody needs players. So my advice is just get around the game, AAU, even if you've got a volunteer, get to know more coaches, build your network. I mean, even if you don't have an AAU team, okay, go to college practices. Um, I mean, pretty much they always let you in, come in, and then start your relationship there and just keep it going. So I say network. I would say networking and just always being in touch. I like what you said there, Coach, about staying in touch with coaches. I've done that for years. I take time during Father's Day. Uh, obviously, I go back to some of them because I don't know. Some of them are young. So I go to their bio and see if they're at the very end of the bio, if there's wife and kids, and then I can tell them that if it's not, then I just, you know, have a great day. Uh, you know, Merry Christmas, all those type of things. So you're, you're right on the money when you say that because that's – that's kind of how this podcast started because I would stay in touch with coaches and would spend hours texting them on holidays and all that. And uh, just because I cared, just because I knew their stories, just because I knew the time they were going to have that day with their family was so important, so vital, making memories and moments and all that. So yeah, that's, that's, that's really great advice, coach. So, you know, coming up as an ops guy last year and, and, and through your career, having to wear many hats at, the, at different levels, how did you process and how do you process feedback or criticism? You know, I just try to always take it all in. Um, and I'm a type of person that um, I, I don't have a problem admitting or, or when I mess up or, or taking criticism. And I know bottom line is, you know, I got to be the best I can be. So if that's taking criticism or, or, or whatever it is, I, you know, I'll let's, I soak it in, learn from it, and move on. I mean, and I tell my players too. Hey, every everybody messes up. I mess up. I mess up every day. I don't have a problem, you know, admitting that. I mean, we're human. We make mistakes. So, you know, some guys are like, oh yeah, I'm perfect, blah blah blah, and they look bad. You know, even players think it's bad when you have criticism. No, it's not bad that you you know we critique you or we're telling you this to do better or look for this or, or look for that. That's our job. I mean, we're trying to make you not only the best player but the best person possible. So. Um, I just kind of take it all in, and, and and I don't get defensive or anything like that. I'm I'm just I want to learn. I want to be the best I can be. So, um, yeah, I just I'm ready to learn. That's great, coach, because I think that's what it's about: uh, feedback and criticism. It's all to help you, whether they're trying to help you or not. It'll help you grow and help you learn more about yourself. So, yeah, you can be the best you can be for them and that program in particular. So. You know, have, here again, your experience being around coaches, uh, being part the vital part sometimes uh, of a program. Uh, can you finish this statement for me, Coach? The life of a college coach is crazy. 
and and I don't mean I don't mean a bad crazy. I just yeah, yeah. mean crazy as far as um, you're all. I feel like you're always running around doing something different. Each day's different, and, and I like that. Some people obviously everybody's different. Some people don't like that, but I like it because um, it's always something different. You're never doing the same thing. And then you know, I mean, like this year, um, we had visits on. Uh, let's see, Memorial Day we had a visit visit on Mother's Day and a visit on Father's Day. So. Wow. Um, you know, we didn't, you know, we obviously weren't with our families during any of that time. So, um, which is fine. Like I said, I mean, I, that doesn't bother me, but I just, some people, you know, obviously would not, would not want to do that. So, yeah. um, um, no, I, I think it's crazy. Not, and not in a bad way. Just, just, uh, there's always something different, you know, each day has different obstacles and, and, uh, you know, whether you're on the road recruiting here and there and you're, you're gone and you hop, you know, you get back at 3 a.m., wake up, go to practice early, then, you know, leave for the road trip for the game. And I just think it's, it's, a, it's just, it's always something different. I just think it's a little crazy, which is, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, okay. it's, it's not for the faint of heart, as they say. And it's definitely, you'll learn real quick if you're cut out for it or not. Uh, I, you know, especially the recruiting aspect. Uh, you know, sometimes I, some people try to romanticize it, but it, <laughs> the reality is that, Man, when you're on the road and you actually have a family, it's not so romantic, and it really is a grind. Uh, but it's a necessary one. It's very necessary. It's a lifeblood of everybody's program, and so yeah, it's uh, definitely crazy, as you say. That's and, and I get I get where you're coming from with the connotation of of that word. I get it, Coach. So, what have you sacrificed, you know, throughout your career? Because there's you can't be everything to everyone while you're coming up, uh, you can't, you, you know, you don't get paid or, you know, volunteering and all these things you sacrifice to, to be where you're at now, coach. So what have you sacrificed to be where you're at? You know, it kind of goes back to the AAU thing, you know, at the time I, I wasn't seeing it like that, but you know, now looking back, just thinking, you know, for five years, sacrificed all that time. Um, and just obviously I, you know, for five years, um, out of my pocket, negative money wise, you know, that never mattered to me. Yeah. Um, but when you look back, those are all, all sacrifices I made all, I mean, all my time was geared towards those kids all, all those years. Um, and obviously all the money and, and hours I spent just, you know, trying to give them the best experience possible. And, and obviously I wanted my program to be, um, high level program and run professionally. So, um, I spent, I spent a lot of money and looking back on, it, I spent a lot of money in, <laughs> in those AAU years Sinking and, in. <laughs> uh, and, uh, a lot of time, but it was, you know, it was all worth it. And like I said, it's just kind of, it's kind of crazy looking back on it, you know, is why I'm where I'm at today. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I was just a college kid just trying to give back and it's just crazy how much, you know, it's it just full circle now. Um, yeah great investment at that at that point and i think that's right sometimes uh we have to you know kevin eastman has a book why the best are the best and when he came on we talked about sacrifice uh being an investment and uh i really feel like when you have an inkling in your mind that hey this could be something great well then you'll invest meaning sacrifice and it's worth it and so i think you kind of experienced that coach and that's great so you know, through this time, through this short time, because you still got a long way to go, what have you learned about yourself thus far uh, throughout your career? 
you know, I think I think I'm um I've learned that um obviously I work hard all the time. Um I want to I want to be the best. I want to try to out, you know, um do whatever it takes to beat the next guy out with anything whether it's recruiting, job, whatever it happens to be. Um trying to um think outside the box and you know running my training business for, you know, 5 years, 5 6 years. Um I you know I made that was my main income when I was doing that. Um yeah. so you know, I always had to think outside the box. Okay, you know, this is my, this is my, I mean, this is how I'm eating. This is how I'm paying rent. So how yeah. am I going to get kids to come to camp? What am I going to do different? So I think that's helped me with, you know, just trying to think outside the box. Um, and then um, I've just learned that um, when it, when it, when it, um, when the pressure's on or you got to get this done by a certain time or do this or do that, I, I just learned in coaching, I think it was I think it was my first year at Adrian. I learned when when the pressure's on the line, that's when I, I perform my best. When when you have to get something done and and you got feel like you got eight things to do by you know to get done by you got to leave for the bus or whatever it happens to be. I just I learned I perform my best when when it's all on the line. That's great, coach. That that's a true measure of of a person's character is when there's pressure. It's easy to have good character and say all the right things and act all the right ways when everything's going good. And and I just think you, you really find out who somebody is when that pressure's on because it translates into all of all everything in life, uh, relationally, uh, here again, vocationally. You can look through the spectrum of every, you know, situation in life and say, When the pressure's on is when I thrive, is when I'm I'm at my best. You may catch me at my best even when I'm when it's there's not pressure, but you really want to see me shine. Come check me out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think that's a true measure of, of of high character. So that that's great to hear that, Coach. So I ask this question to every guest because I think it's it's important. Uh, because even though you're you know here again, you're still at the the beginning stages of your career. Uh, you got to set a foundation. Every day is an opportunity to impact somebody's life. Every day is an opportunity to influence somebody. Every day is an opportunity to mess up with somebody, you know. You, you take months and months, maybe years to build trust, and it takes one situation to ruin it all. So I think that has to do with leaving a legacy. So here again, even though I know you still got a ways to go, Coach, uh, what's your working legacy? And what, what, do you want it to, what do you want it to kind of look like once it's all said and done? You know, I think the you know I think the biggest thing for me um, is just someone that was always there for the players, and, and at the bottom bottom line is is everybody has different reasons why they coach basketball. Some love basketball, some some you know do it for a job because you know it's just what they're what they're good at. So coaching, and they want to get paid. Some do it because they enjoy being around the kids. Everybody does it for a different reason, but I, I think. Um, I want to, you know, my legacy legacy to be left is, you know, I, I want to be someone that is always there for the kids and positive, positively impact them in any way I can because, I mean, we're around, you know, how many kids, you know, every day. So, you know, why not try to, you know, help them and, and make this world a better place and, yeah. and, you know, they can we can pass it on. So really that's that's what, that's what I want to be, uh, what my legacy be for, just someone that was, you know, there for the kids and the guys and, and then also just someone who works hard and, and gets stuff done. Just bottom line is you got to get something done 
I want to be that guy that just, you know, is known that, he, I mean, he got stuff done. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's a lot to be said for that guy. I can't say I've always, I've, I've always been that guy, but at this point in my life, I, I hope, I <laughs> hope that's what everybody's saying about me. And uh, so, yeah, that's great coach. You know, I really appreciate your time. Uh, I really do. Uh, you know, I look forward to, to talking with coaches all the time. And uh, so when I, I know you guys got a ton of things to do and the time that you give to be on, I really do appreciate it. So coach, I, I really thank you for your time. And, and I look forward to seeing what you guys, uh, how y'all guys progress this uh, season. Yeah, it was great. Thanks for having me on Michael. And, and it was, a, it was my pleasure to come on and come on and talk and uh, you're doing great things. So just keep it up. And, and obviously I'll be following following you all year with all your, all your different podcasts you're doing. And, and I think it's a really good thing that you're doing. So, um, you know, just keep, keep, keep it, keep it up. Uh, you know, I, I respect what you do a lot. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you for listening to the creative coaching podcast. Know that you are appreciated. So please take the time to listen to us on anchor, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, you can also follow us on Twitter at Creative Coach 47 Here again, all of this I thank you for. Please leave a rating, subscribe, follow, leave feedback. Uh, this is your platform. So, you know, take ownership of it. And here again, you are appreciated. So thank you.